on the voice of reason. Super Triple is back. Another episode of Get Off My Lawn. Quite possibly the year-end edition. I don't really know. Um, just back from a three-week tour with Gangsta Grass. We were in uh, the UK, so we hit Scotland and England and went over to the Netherlands and rocked out for lots and lots of folks and had a really good time. And now I am home and headed back to work at Amalgam Comics and Coffee, 2578 Frankfurt Ave here in the Illadelph. Driving down Germantown Avenue for some bizarre reason. I don't know why I came this way. This thing drives me nuts enough on the way home during the day. It's just utter chaos, but here we are nonetheless. Um, but actually, you know what? I think we're going to go a different route today. Um, we're going to save the year-end stuff probably for about a week or two. Um, I want to get into the idea of group dynamics. Um, one of the benefits of my life is that a lot of the stuff I do is with a, a whole group of people. So, you know, as a member of Gangsta Grass, as a member of the world's famous legendary Black Tribbles, uh, as the comic book guy down at the Mountain Comics and Coffee, I get to work with um, and enjoy the company of lots and lots of very cool people. Um, and so, you know, being a part of that and a part of all of them, uh, not to mention, you know, other jobs I had. I used to work at uh, another comic store I used to work at, worked with some great folks. Um, and so the idea of group dynamics, um, you know, a lot of times you'll see people, you'll see stuff, especially in, in nerd culture, like, oh, if this were your group, which, which member, which Star Trek cast member are you? Which... Uh, Justice League member of you, that kind of thing. So you always sort of play with that stuff. Um, and it's fun to do. Uh, I love doing it. Um, usually I wind up being the the probably most chaotic good member of, of all the teams, whatever. Uh, shout out to anybody that's up on their D&D alignments and knows about chaotic good. Um, and so... Uh, when you're dealing with group dynamics and how people are working together and functioning uh, in in any sort of with a, with any sort of goal in mind, you really have to break down who's who, what's what, as far as your leaders, and then who's going to be willing to take orders. Who's the most uh, you know, selfish of the group, who, and, and in some cases, who in the group doesn't need to be there, um, there, there are always going to be cases where, you know, your group dynamics are not always going to be perfect, which, with, with, you know, with the exception, of course, of my various group dynamics, because I work with perfect groups, um, and even, even when you're dealing with, groups of people that get along really well and do what they're doing really well, you will come up with issues, and there will be some things that one member is just like, why would you guys do that sort of thing? And then there will be other things where the, the rest of the team will be looking at one member like, why would you do that sort of thing? Um, 
And unfortunately, in a lot of those cases, people aren't willing to express their opinion to make it known and to try and fix whatever issues exist. Um, and we've dealt with that with Black Tribbles. I've dealt with that with Gangster Grass and all sorts of things. And the idea of making a group work is that, you know, everybody has a role, everybody has a thing that they have to do. And if you're not doing your part, then you need to get checked on it. If And if you're not doing your part right, you need to get checked on it. If you don't feel like somebody else is doing their part or doing it well enough, they need to get checked on it. And most importantly, when you're checked on it, being able to accept that criticism um, at whatever level and move on without getting pissy about it. Too many times, you know, you'll see organizations, you'll see groups um, where, you know, there was a, there was a situation. It's like it had to get discussed, but instead of taking the taking the criticism, whoever was criticizing just got mad and was like, oh, you're just hating because I got better shoes than you or something dumb like that. Um, and unfortunately, that that comes up and destroys a lot of things. Uh, Black Tribbles went through some of that early on with bad group dynamics and, you know, dealing with uh, uh, Dr. Fuckwit and, you know, all the shit that he brought into the, the whole system and then tried to tried to bring back to it, and, you know, we dealt with that, and it got handled, uh, we dealt with that with Gangster Grass, with an old manager that, for all of this person's ability to make things happen, they weren't really good at communicating with people, whether it was the right thing for them to communicate, so if it was like, yeah, we need to be here at a certain time, as opposed to saying, hey, why don't we, you know, here's where we need to be at, Let's, uh, you know, let's get together and do this, this, that, and the third. It was, you need to be here, yell, yell, scream, scream, at adults. And, well, all right, maybe you got kids. Maybe that works with your kids. Most grown folks don't really handle that well. Um, I, I tell people all the time, one of the benefits of being huge and black is that very rarely very, very rarely do people try and get in my face about stuff. So as opposed to taking advantage of that, what I try to do is not give them stuff to take advantage of. Yes, I make plenty of mistakes. I'm late for shit. I miss stuff. I don't do things as well as other people in, in many cases. Uh, speaking of which, shout out to Super Saiyan Tribble did the Supergirl reviews for the two weeks that I was going, the two Mondays that I missed, and they were really, really good, um, he did, he did a fantastic job, and it wouldn't surprise me if people thought his reviews were better than mine, um, because he just did a fantastic job, um, so, and sometimes you gotta recognize that, that there are, there's gonna be people that do stuff better than you, that you thought you were the fucking bee's knees at, and somebody else is like, I'm gonna try it like this, and you know, if you're going to get mad about it, you know, maybe you don't belong in that dynamic creating issues in it. You know, maybe it's best that you either try something else 
or at the very least, accept that, all right, well, let me, let me try something else within this realm because this, this, this person, he or she is better at it than me. Um, you know, you're dealing with sort of the, a lot of the very selfishness that exists within a group dynamic. Like everybody's trying to do their, their part for the team. And at the same time, it's like, well, I do this really well. So let me just really just be about this and talk about this and go on about this all the time. Well, yeah, nobody's saying you shouldn't. But I think that we we all should have should have that thing in our head that says, I'm a little bit focused on myself too much right now. Is this happening to the detriment of the team? Um, I had to pause for a second because for some reason whenever I say team in that sort of context the first thing I think of is the scene in The Untouchables where uh, De Niro as uh, Al Capone is talking around the the dinner table after the the first raid and he says team team and then whacks the dude in the head with the bat Uh, just one of my favorite scenes in movies and um so that, yeah, it always gets stuck in my head whenever I hear the word team. Um, I should also note that, you know, when you're driving in this city, you should try to function more as a team as opposed to not paying attention to what the hell you're doing. And, but I digress. I, I, like I said, driving down Germantown Avenue through North Philly, it, you may as well just shoot me in the face. Um, so in the background right now, a little joint call for Pops. Um, shout out to my man, Joe Sheehan. Uh, just lost his dad. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, give him a shout, make sure he's doing good. Um, we, uh, we are heading into the final stretch of 2016. Um... I was just in Europe, like I said before, and it was funny watching non-Americans react to the election of Donald Trump. I had a guy ask me, uh, me and Dolio, we were in England, and a guy was like, hey, what are you guys doing? I told him we were for the States. What are you guys doing here? Trump kicked you out of your country. Um, in probably more of a British accent than that weird New York one I just did. And, you know, that that's a lot of the, the, uh, the response I've gotten from across the pond. Not all of it, not all of it. I actually spent a few minutes talking to a, a small Asian woman named Joe who was from L.A., who was fairly certain that Trump was going to do quite well. Um, now I must import the caveat that she told me I didn't look like a Randall Aaron Green. Uh, she told me I looked like a Carl and that I reminded her friend, her of her friend, Carl, Carl Black was the name of her black friend. Um, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it was interesting listening to people's responses about 
the election of Donald Trump from all over the world. Um, because even the conservative people that I talked to were surprised. And the idea was kind of like, that was the guy? Um, and to which I replied, you're telling me. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting few years to see how the rest of the world responds to the Trump presidency, along with how Americans have. Americans uh, aren't responding well at all. Um, uh, a lot of my, my friends of color are, are ready to be out. Um, and uh, a lot of white people I thought were way cooler with me and my politics, it turns out, are not. Uh, which is cool. I don't give a shit what you think of my politics. Um, as long as you don't give me any shit in my face and don't try to hurt me and mine. Um, the whole flag burning thing came up with, uh, me and a couple friends of mine online. Uh, me and my man Greg. And me and Greg, me and Greg have gone back and forth on everything political for the last several decades. My man, uh, my man Greg Pee Wee from high school, that's my dude still, nonetheless. Um... Me and my man Al, you know, we've gone back and forth on these things, and you know, the 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 real the the real issue of it is not only is being able to at least have these discussions. I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine. But at the very least, have a discussion with me and try to see where I'm coming from. The flag burning thing came up and my man Al um, was telling me that a lot of his vet friends, like if you know they saw you burning the flag, would probably try and beat your ass. Okay. Um, because it's unpatriotic. Well, you know, I explained to him, I know vets that have burned flags, you know? Uh, so if I'm a, you know, if you're talking to a, a three-tour vet that's you know, burned a flag because he didn't feel like his country repped for him for the duty that he performed and doesn't feel like it's repping for him and his brother soldiers. Is that man any less patriotic than you because, you know, you got a flag on your, on your car? Like, I don't think so. And I, you know, I would, I would weigh that dude's patriotism against anybody's. Um, that said, you don't, you don't have to be a patriot. I don't give a damn if you're a patriot. You want to burn a flag, burn a flag, whatever, you know, but it's interesting that the idea of that people that speak about freedom are against one of the freedoms that, you know, the Supreme Court even said was constitutionally mandated. So how can you? I, I don't get it, but all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna burn a flag in your face. I'm not gonna beat you up if you say I can't. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of this in the next four years. There's gonna be a whole lot of this, uh, very issue-based, semantic stuff going on in the midst of the actual policy decisions. And that's the scary part for me. 
you know, I was talking to a guy in the Netherlands, uh, in Amsterdam, and he was saying, like, you know, far too often we get caught up in the in the the stuff that's out there, the the, the issue, the, the flag burning, the you know, Donald Trump tweeting about SNL. Dude, you're gonna be president. If you can't handle getting made fun of, you shouldn't have this job. If that's the thing, you should probably do something else. Um, and so, you know, talking to these guys and understanding that, talking to a lot of uh, people across the pond who are as flabbergasted as a lot of my friends, you know, they 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 hope for our sakes that the guy that's going to be president is going to get it together and, you know, maybe not be so worried about Alec Baldwin and maybe a little bit more worried about, you know, his boyfriend Vladimir Putin. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that's, that's where we're at right now. Um, get off my lawn. It was on, like I said, it was on hiatus for a while and a lot of stuff happened and I'm going to catch up on a lot of stuff. Um, Fuck you to the college football playoff board. Penn State should have made it. Fuck Ohio State football. Um, we beat them. They made it. That's bullshit. Um, what else? What else? What else? Fuck you to Ezekiel Elliott. Get a full shirt. Um... To all my Eagles fans out there, I know I'm going through it with you too. Uh, we'll be all right though. You know, what I mean, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, it's going to be all right. Calm down. This is what we were expecting. The three and O was a fluke because the teams that we played weren't that great. Relax. All right, calm the fuck down. And um, well, I think that's it. Uh, this has been another episode of Get Off My Lawn. We're going to send this off to the Bat Tribble and have him get it up and uh, <laughs> uh, get it up online for y'all to peruse. As always, if you got questions, comments, additions, subtractions, issues with anything I got to say, feel free to hit me up, rsundevoice at gmail.com. Um, it is my lawn, and you can get the fuck off it, so you're welcome to have your issues. Probably ain't going to change shit. Uh, one of the benefits of being an old black dude is that once we get to a certain age, we're like, nah, fuck it. Um, uh, I picked that up from my dad. My dad is very much a nah, fuck it kind of guy. Remind me to tell you guys a story why my dad doesn't have any male friends. Anyway, it's your man, our son, the voice of reason. The super triple, the ran of steel. It's winter time. Get off my lawn. Don't knock down my Christmas displays. Peace. Are you listening?